Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away. Welcome back to Circle Unbroken for another episode. I'm going to speak for myself and Coach Mike by saying welcome in. We're glad that you're here. Don't know how you found us, but we're glad that you did. Coach Mike, what up? I hope I am. <laughs> Coach, it's, I hope it's been it, it, and, and, and this is really nothing for our listening audience to really sure. get worried about. But at the same time, it's it's been a it's been one of those days that uh, I somewhere along the line must have prayed for patience because right. I am getting tested really really fast. He, he uh, delivered. So yeah, it, you know the the it's coming. We want <laughs> we want our listeners. It's, it's working. Everything's working That's at the right. moment. So. We want you guys to know that if you have a glitch in your life, if you have something that takes place where you go, what in the world that I'm, am I going to do? I've been watching Coach do that today. Ever since I woke up this morning, Coach has been on the pivot. He's been making things happen. We've shared in previous episodes and we're right in the middle of a war zone. I mean, a renovation. Uh, things are changing. And, this morning, and, it's a war zone. Different. It's been it's been good, and it's a perfect segue into our guest that we have today. We have one of our repeat guests and a friend of the station and the show, Brother Randall Roby. Welcome back, man. Hey, Taff. Thanks for having me in again, man. I'm going to refresh our audience and let them know that you're the owner of Icanos Emergency Management. That's it. Give me the 30-second spiel on sure. that company. Sure. Icanos Emergency Management is all-hazards emergency management company. Uh, we help organizations of all different types put together their emergency and disaster plans uh, to understand what might happen how to get ready for it, how to respond to it, how to recover from it after it's over with. Yes, I love it. And it's a man right here who I've told you before is my buddy. You also heard him on episodes about uh, men in church. We've, we've shared that one. That's been a real popular download with a lot of our audience. And also the reason that I wanted to have Randall in today is because you're actually in town. We covered a media event today, and it was a really cool piece. If, if people want to go back uh, around April 19th or 20th, was April 19th, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Um, around that date, if you want to go back in the archives, we had a show where it featured Randall uh, and Ben Jones, who's a director of security for a local Christian school. And it's neat to watch stuff like that grow. That's April. We went to lunch after the show. After the show, we went to lunch. You two guys were, were brainstorming and going over some things. And that led into today's media event. Tell us, tell us what you did today. Yeah, so today... Um we delivered a bunch of emergency preparedness equipment uh, that they had secured uh, via grant funds uh, from the state, and we were able then to, to deliver trauma kits and, and defibrillators and cabinets and all kinds of stuff yeah. like that for them, uh, where they are expanding their safety capabilities on the campus and uh, just better prepared for what might come. Uh, I tell people all the time that you know we sell preparedness equipment uh that that i hope our stuff sits on the shelf and expires that that's right, that's the idea I, i'd love for it just to sit there and expire and us replace it over and over again and it never be used but they have it 
and it's right. it's now available to them for them to deploy if something does happen. They're better prepared than they were yesterday. Well, and I'm thankful for it because it's a full circle moment for me because, I mean, you've been helping me my whole life. Uh, you've been helping me with different things and events that have taken place. And so now, you know, we pay a pretty penny for four kids to go to that school. So we have four of the almost 2,000 students. Is that right? Is that no, it's uh I think you said 1,200. Okay, yeah. I'm really jumping their numbers here. <laughs> 2,000. Yeah, they said thanks what for we, that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, the TWSAA <laughs> just called, and they've been moved <laughs> right. up several classes. We're, we're in the wrong class here. Of, of the many students that go there, I've got four of them. I think I just helped my, my percentage here. Right. Um, but as one of the parents, as one of many, it makes me feel good to know that they are – looking to somebody like you and that somebody like you is helping a place like that yeah we've had a a really good relationship with them for several years now and uh look forward to that continuing uh i know there's some other things that are in the works that we're we're planning with them and uh you know obviously love to see more of that go on in the community that's i mean we're here we want to help we want to be involved uh we know how and that's what we're here for well and let me jump off of that page it was a really cool thing that you guys did with Columbia Academy, and I know that we covered it here as a station. That'll be airing, but then also uh, that the Main Street publication, uh, Main Street Murray, they covered it, and so that'll that'll be out too. And I want people to know that listen, no matter who they are or where they are. Yes, this was at the local, one of the local private Christian schools, but that other schools can do it. Um, you work with county organizations. I mean, anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be a private school i mean we work with public schools too Uh, we uh, work with churches we work with universities businesses anyone that wants to be better prepared we want to help you with that 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 is what we do right oh i'm i'm a fan and it's i canos and if i need to help you guys on that it's i k a n o s dot us dot us don't don't forget that and i heard somebody recently you know they tried to pronounce it a different way and your response to them was great hey call whatever you want just call it yeah call it whatever you want i am good with it i say that about my wife sometimes i'll get a uh a sugar a baby a sucker i don't care you're talking to me you know i'm I'm down man whatever as long as she doesn't call me stranger then i'm straight (laughs) and then we're good i want to jump into this topic today um as a dad as a husband as a business, you know, voice, as a minister, all the different hats that I wear, I have seen over and over again stress that people have in their lives from, there's no other way to put it, from being unprepared. Now, Coach and I can go speak into the fact that stuff happens, and sometimes it doesn't matter if you're prepared or not, right? But when you're not prepared, man, it can hit the fan and i wish i wish we had video going on right now because on one side of our production station randall has an ipad and on that ipad in typical randall fashion it says what does it mean to be prepared and my man is prepared he has pages of of notes on preparation on the other side of the production uh, facility here coach mike is like laughing with his hand on his temple talking about being prepared because we're living in it coach right well it's not that we didn't try to be prepared absolutely uh, we had some technical issues Mm -hmm. that have have made things interesting today stuff goes sideways uh, we finally I think we finally, at least, uh, at least for this broadcast, <laughs> have figured right. it out. Whether or not it's going to stay that way, right. uh, we're going to see. But it's, it's yeah, I, I, you know, 
even even as prepared as we tried to be, you know, like you said, sure. stuff goes sideways. But we did have a plan of attack yes. to address the problems that were coming up. And, uh, you know, and, and hands off to our technical crew, Ann and Jeremy, for, oh, yeah. for working. You know, they're they're working on this, like, they're, they're, they're working like crazy to get this transition done in a time. And then they're also working to scramble and fix these issues that are popping up as we're in the middle of this transition. Right. And, uh, I want to just give them a pat on the back for, for helping me shoot you get through, through this. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to laugh at this day. I know right. we are sooner or later. It's just, <laughs> it's not going to happen today. <laughs> the, the wind beneath our wings, man. And that's the same thing that you do through Akenos is doesn't mean stuff's not going to happen. It's going to happen. But you provide yeah. a plan. It's it's really a, for lack of better terms also, it's who you going to call. Like, it's it's that. Like, right. there's somebody to know. That's why I like the fact that you have a simple logo, simple but strong, you know, with the Akenos shield. And it's, hey, we're going to, this is who you can call. This is who you can turn to. Right. Right. That That is the idea. Uh, tell people all the time when it comes to emergency management, which is, you know, what we're talking about with preparedness and all that, that's what Icanos is all about is right. emergency management. That that entire discipline is built on relationships. Mm. It, it is knowing who are the right people to, to support. Uh, if I'm talking about business, it is uh, who are the experts that are going to help me restore the different parts of my business, uh, the customer outreach, the, the fulfillment, the, the whatever it is, the different aspects of my business, uh, knowing who those experts are that I can bring in to help me restore that once something has gone wrong. Uh, if it's the uh, in an education setting, knowing that you know I need defibrillators, I need trauma kits, I, I, all these, knowing who to call to get those right. things that I need. Uh, those relationships are absolutely critical. And that's what that, that part of preparedness is knowing the right people to be able to reach out and, and plug them in to solve whatever the crisis is. I don't have to be an expert in everything. I need to be an expert in knowing who are the experts in everything. Right. right. Yeah. They, there's nothing worse than just being out there floating and, and thinking I've got nobody. Right. As opposed to, hey, this isn't a pride thing. No. This is actually, I've, I've met a lot of people with you no matter if it's a small business, big business, government agency, whoever it might be, a lot of it is pride swallowing. Saying, it is. I don't have the answers, and this is somebody I can call. Right. This is somebody and that's, I can that's one of the biggest challenges that we face anytime we go in to work with an organization is helping them to understand that you're not admitting a weakness sure. by, by bringing us in or by, by reaching out to someone else for help. What you're actually doing is saying, I have identified who right. is the expert in this, and that's who I want is the very best at this in here solving this crisis or this problem for me. Uh, of course, you know, I'm thoroughly convinced that Icanos is the best emergency management company that you can bring in uh, to, to help you put together your plans and your procedures and all of that. And so you bring in that expertise to help you solve these different issues or to set yourself up for success. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, we really like to push and help people to understand is that when everything else falls down, we're here to help make sure, sure. you stand up. Yeah, that's strong. When everything else falls down, we're here to ensure that you stand up. That's, I mean, gracious. That That's what you want. That's solidarity. That's what you want in a friendship. That's what you want in your faith. Uh, and that's what you want here when you think about the, the concept of being prepared. I, w- I want to talk about that um, as, as we're wrapping up this first session here is 
you look at that feeling of being prepared and you look at that and I can take it all the way back to grade school. Everybody asked me if I was ready. Sure. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, let's do the Let's do it. I was born ready. Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, like, here comes the test. And then when it was time to do that spelling test, to tackle that math, to do whatever, sometimes I would have these feelings of gulp. You know, that, that feeling of, oh, man, I thought I was ready. Playing, playing goalie in soccer, uh, playing tight end in football, uh, guard in basketball. You think you're ready. <laughs> you think you're ready, and then you tip off. Then you kick off. Then the whistle blows, and it's like, okay, it's go time. There's that feeling that people have, and it's an anxious feeling where you don't know, don't know how unprepared you are until it's go time. And I, I'm sure you've seen that manifested. Like, yeah, it happens in small kids. It happens with people that aren't prepared for something, and then they're, they're punched in the mouth. Or they're called on the carpet, and how do you how do you think people a react, but then b learn how to react better when they're not prepared? Yeah. So looking at that, I, I've seen that countless times uh-huh. with with organizations that that are faced with that disaster situation that are now going, what do I do? Um, it, it's, it's very much a mindset of not even knowing how to put the left foot in front of the right one. I don't even know how to walk right now because I'm so overwhelmed with everything that's come into place. So what we teach with emergency management is how to take that first step. Uh, and so we're taking those first steps in advance of the event happening. Uh, and what I mean by that is our preparedness efforts are about, I don't have to think when the disaster occurs, I've already thought. Right. I thought when I was clear-headed and then when it was 72 degrees and sunny outside, not when my building was on fire, not when somebody was lying on the floor, uh, you know, having a medical emergency or whatever the case may be. It's That's not the moment you need to, to think. That's the moment you need to react. And you can't react if you haven't thought and prepared in advance. And so what we try to get folks to understand is that those moments that come when disaster does hit your business, you are going to be overwhelmed. And if you haven't taken these steps in advance to prepare yourself for it, you're not going to know how to even take the right step. You're not going to know what to do. You're not going to know how to even get started in, in returning our business to something that looks like normal. Uh, and so the, the idea of, of being able to, to, to return to normal business operations after a fire has occurred in our, in our place or whatever, that, that's not even a thought that's going through your mind because you don't even know, I don't even, where, where's the fire extinguisher? I mean, do we even know who to call to get the water out of the building now that the fire right. department's being, I mean, all these kind of questions that have not been addressed in advance are now overwhelming you as you go. And so seeing that in people's faces, seeing that in their their reactions to, to being confronted with the reality of having to deal with a disaster, it just further drives home for me the importance of, uh, of making sure that we are uh, preparing in advance for the different types of emergencies and disasters that could occur. That's what I think about all the time is that you have that feeling of – I'm not prepared or I am then when you get that gut punch, when, when it happens and you look at it and you say, okay, this happened, then you make a vow 
Mm-hmm. And you make yeah. a vow. I'm never going to let this happen again. Boom. Right. It's, it's not going to happen to me again. Right. How do you speak to people as a professional in those moments? Yeah. Sometimes we make false promises. Sure. Or- sure. Absolutely. Well, what you're doing when you say, I'm never going to let this happen again, you have jumped right into the emergency management cycle. And so that's <laughs> a perfect thing for it to happen because now we're in the recovery phase, mm-hmm. right, of emergency management. Emergency management works like a circle. It's the circle unbroken, man. Sure. So if we, it doesn't matter where you jump in on that circle. If I jump in in the recovery and say, I'm never going to let this happen to me again, then what happened? Now we're going to begin to look at what did happen. How did I get sucker punched? You know, was my guard down here? Was what, what was missing? What did I not have? Well, that leads us into prevention or the mitigation piece. And so now I'm preventing that same thing from happening again. You punch me in the face. I'm not going to let you hit me again. You know, I've now got my guard up. I know to watch you. I know those kind of things, which anybody who's been around Taft knows to keep your guard up anyway. Amen. But the the idea then, once we've done the preparation, now we're ready for the response and we're into the recovery again. You can jump in that process wherever. And, and finding somebody who does have that mindset of, I'm never going to let this happen to my business again. I can't let this happen to my business again. Oh, that's great. Now I've got somebody that's motivated to fix the problem. Right, right. And that here I've got something where I've got to do something about it. The soil is fertile, and it's go time. I think that's one of those things is that until you've been in an emergency or in a crisis situation, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Uh, part of the problem we're, we're running into, you know, that I'm kind of we're laughing about and teasing me about right now is the situation of this transition. And we're having to use computers and, and stuff that we don't know that all of a sudden, oh, yeah, this setting hasn't been done or this setting, you know, this setting was done on that computer, but it wasn't done on this computer. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the but you know, all they call, of this, you know, though, now y'all are going through this so yeah. that if something ever happened to this building, you know the kind of things that you're going to have to have to be able to do this at a remote yeah. location and, and all that yeah. kind of – I mean, you're you're learning through this process. And and so part of yes. what we teach people when they jump in like that is, man, document this. Right. Learn from it. Now right. then let's go back and say, hey, this is what we did during this process that went well. This is what we did during this process that was terrible, mm-hmm. that we absolutely need to make sure we don't ever do that again. That was the wrong decision. Now then that we've identified those things, we can begin to plan and prepare for the next event that's yeah, going to come up. That's what I call I I've just nicknamed it for chuckles is my panic my panic checkoff list. Yeah. What what to do in, when I'm panicking. Right. What do I check? I check this, I check this, yeah, I check this, exactly. I check this. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, I've had to I've had a few things today. <laughs> well, and it's no different with any uh, business where like no. for for instance with us, it happens something goes sideways, the construction, the movement, the downloads, all that stuff. And here's the bottom line. We've still got to be on air no matter still what. Still got to go. Right. You deal with for instance the local medical provider. If something happens, patients. those patients have to be seen. They're going to go somewhere. And so you provide off-ramp strategies for those companies. We'll talk about that more later on as we go to break. But what you're doing is you're saying, hey, something's going to happen. I mean, you're in the medical field, right? Like you tell these people, you're in the medical field. You treat stuff. Something's going to happen to your business, and those people still need to be treated the same way here. We've still got to be on air. We're going to the break. We've got our guest, Randall Roby. 
with Icanos Emergency Management, and we're talking about what it means to be prepared. All you Boy Scouts, listen up. Circle Unbroken. I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kid zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. Got heavy-duty chores to do? Turn to Tried and True, a John Deere 5075E cab tractor with air, four-wheel drive, a loader, and a bale spear. You can put its power to the test, and it won't test your patience because there's no time spent on engine regen and no need for diesel exhaust fluid. Right now, a three-year walk-away lease starts as low as $550 a month on this 5075E tractor package. Visit TragerInEquipment.com. Offer ends July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Yes, sir. We're back on Circle Unbroken. Welcome to Taft Radio Hour, where we sing the Johnny Cash hits in my teenage pubescent voice. We are having a good time here on Circle Unbroken, because if you don't have a good time, what did you get up for? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not having fun, you are not doing it right. Today, I'm joined in by my man, the man with the F word. Coach Mike, welcome back, sir. Glad to be here. Go ahead. Glad drop, to be in one piece. Just dro- Coach, drop that F word on us. It's, it's getting fantastic very quickly. That's so. right. We're getting closer and closer to fantastic. I also have a buddy of mine, but also a business acquaintance, Randall Roby from Ikenos Emergency Management. Welcome hey, back. Thanks, Taft. Dude, we're ripping it up today, talking about what it means to be prepared and if somebody's just now joining in, I want to tell them we started off today with Randall joining us because Icanos just did a nice deal with a local Christian private school where some government funding was available and they doubled down, tripled down, whatever, a huge load as far as upgrading their security measures trauma kits ad's man tons of stuff that i'm way unqualified to talk about and but it was a cool deal it was a cool deal we covered it um main street murray covered it um their marketing team from ca was there and so i mean that's just a really cool thing for you guys to provide and do and it leads us right into what we've been talking about with what it means to be prepared i was a cub scout and a Boy Scout for like a year. And so <laughs> I remember all the different pieces, and I would look at the Eagle Scouts and all these guys who did a lot of things when it came to being prepared. Um, I look at a lot of business folks that, that I deal with from time to time, and you can tell who's prepared and who's not. And when we concluded right before our first break, we talked about when you have a test, 
Right. When you have an athletic event. When you have anything that you're supposed to be prepared for, and then you realize you're not, you have that anxiety, and then you start making promises. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's going to be better. And we, we touched on how that works for the business owner or the person who's in charge of an organization. And Randall, what I want to talk about right now is we, we stopped by mentioning if a medical facility goes down, you have a plan for them, how to see their patients somewhere. Um, we talked about on our side, when the radio station goes down, you know, when we have things that we need to move and shift, we've got to have a plan uh, to be up and to be operative. And so what I want to ask you is this. When anyone, any client, okay, big, small, whoever it might be, when any client comes to you, can they, and don't laugh at this because I really want to know, can they be too prepared? No. <laughs> you didn't even blink. No, uh, be- because here's the thing is we are going to do a risk assessment mm-hmm. and vulnerability analysis. Okay. Technical terms. Sure. All on earth it means is we're going to see. Yeah, put them in, put them in country boy We're going to look at it and see what could happen and how bad could it get. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. what we're going to look I at. Like right. It. So when we look at that, there will be some things that we're going to say, here are the most likely things that, that you need to be preparing for uh, because they're the most likely to occur. Now, as I put this together, I'm going to include everything on the list. From well, I like you talking with our with, bus with saw, going saw going off in the, in the background. Isn't that awesome? It just the lets people know we weren't snow. lying about right. renovations. Exactly, it's happening. <laughs> Go We're ahead. in an active construction zone. <laughs> Randall has a plan for when that guy cuts his finger off. <laughs> right, got the trauma kit here. <laughs> we should probably be wearing hard hats in there. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the 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 idea is that that we're going to determine the most likely events that could occur if you are preparing for those then you are also preparing for the 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 one-offs and things that are that are not that likely to occur sure but those one-offs do occasionally occur and so while it may not have been a a worthwhile investment for us to spend our money preparing for uh you know the 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 earthquake that's going to open up and, and, and swallow Nashville, you know, maybe that's not the, the most likely event. Uh, maybe we're more likely to have medical emergencies and, and these kind of things that go on. That doesn't mean I'm going to ignore that, sure. that catastrophe uh, just because it's not the most likely to occur. doesn't mean I'm going to ignore it. And so as I prepare for these different things, there's always that other thing that I didn't think of right. that, that I missed that is what actually occurred here at our facility. And so, Knowing that we have gone all these steps, I mean, you, you can't over-prepare. That's just not possible to do because there's always in, variables and, and intangibles that, that, that you just don't incorporate into your plans because it's not possible to incorporate every aspect into the plans. You can always, kind of like when we talk about our <clears throat> spiritual lives, we can always keep growing uh, when it comes to the business world. Um, you can always keep developing. When it comes to being prepared, you can keep adding to your tool set. That's it. You can keep doing it. I want to know this. So I'm going I'm to look at Coach Mike and look at Randall. Coach Mike, if I was a high school football player, A, the world would be dangerous if I could go be a <laughs> high school player with what I know now, right? But if I was a high school player and I really picked up and learned the schemes, like I got them down, what I would want to do is I would want to impress you. I would want my coach to know he's got it. 
I would not want to act aloof. I wouldn't want to be silly or disengaged. Sometimes I do that. My personality type does that as a defense mechanism. If I don't know something, it's ha-ha, LOL. But if I know it, I would want to flex that for my coach. When I go to the dentist, for instance, the dentist has given me these trays. And the trays that I have, I put them in. It's a fluoride treatment. If you put in these trays, you'll never have another issue. Well, you know what I want to do? I want to make sure I put in those trays every day, dot, 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 especially the month before my appointment because I want to impress him. Let me ask this question. As an expert in the art and the realm of being prepared, what impresses you? Like, what impresses you when you see somebody? Get, give some people their credit. Like, maybe not a specific individual, but what types of things do you see in a company or a ministry or team or whatever org where you go, yeah, you can still grow, you can still do more, but hey, kudos. What are some things that impress the emergency management specialist? Effort. Okay, okay. Wow, that's good. That's, that, that to me, the, the fact that you've recognized that this is something that is worth your time. Okay. Uh, obviously, I, you know, as, a, as an emergency manager, that, that is who I am. It's what I do. That, that's, that's my company. That, that's, you know, everything I do revolves around emergency management in some way, shape, or form. That, that is what I've built my life on. That is my life's work. So I understand the importance. I recognize it. I know what it's about. I know how it incorporates into various aspects of life, no matter what your chosen profession is. There is a role for emergency management within that profession. Uh, we all have a need to be prepared at home. We all have a need to be prepared on the road, uh, at church, at school, whatever the case may be. We all have that responsibility, that personal responsibility to be ready for different emergencies that may occur. Seeing an organization recognize the importance of preparedness and put some kind of effort toward it. Right. I, I always love to see that because one of the things that I unfortunately see most of the time when I walk into an organization, it is post-event where we've done nothing, we got smacked in the mouth, and now we realize that we need to do something. Right. And, you know, that's – I I hate having to go into those situations, but at least we're there now. I mean, I hate that it took an event occurring before you were willing to, to put forth the effort. And so that's what I mean when I say effort, somebody who's recognized that before an incident occurs that they need to do something. Uh, and that's, that's one. I, I think another one is a, and coach, this is where it's going to tie in with you from a coaching standpoint, someone who's willing to be coached. If if I walk in and I see somebody that is putting in effort and is willing to be coached, uh, we have a winner. I mean, we can we can make that program a success uh, because you're willing to listen to what 25 years of professional experience in doing this brings to the table to sit down in front of you. Um, plus, you're willing to put in the work and the effort to do it. And so those two things to mind, I think make for an ideal situation. I like the fact that there is somebody like you who can look, and I, I thought, I've always thought it was cool. Somebody like coach Mike, who's coached for years, multiple teams, multiple States can look at a young man who's giving effort. He's giving effort. He might, might not be the most athletic, 
may not be the, the grandest player you've ever had, but you see his effort. You see the fact that he's prepared, and it's impressive. It it fits into something. Okay, this is a person that's taking their role seriously. Yeah, one of the things that uh, you know sticks out to me when I when I whether it's a ball player or businessman or whatever is the idea that yes, I may know a lot about it, but I appreciate or I acknowledge that another set of eyes looking at this can help me. Sure. Uh, as as a ball player, you know the NFL, you know. Coaches, why why do NFL players need coaches? Because you know the the players know as much about the game as the coaches do just about anymore. They they study it, they they film, watch, they do all this pre- preparation stuff. They know almost as much about it. Some of them are older than the coaches these days. Some of them, yeah. Here's the difference: the coach is on the outside looking in and can see things that that player doesn't see at that moment. Right. That's happening, and he can say, "Hey, this is happening." You know, you need to look at this. Not that you don't know what to do or how to do it, but here's another set of eyes that are not in the moment. That you know, they're not fighting the crisis at the moment. Whether it's a football play, whether it's a fire, or something like that. Now I've got this outside eye that experienced. I've been through the you know been through the wars, and I can see. Okay, this is happening. You you, know, you, you need to take these steps. You need to do these things. Not that you, I know more about it than you, but I'm a different. I'm seeing it from a different perspective, right? And you know, I appreciate a player that sees that. Uh, you know, a businessman. You know, I think that's the, the the kind of things. I know how to get ready for an emergency in my class, but I'm so also so zeroed in on running my class that I don't necessarily notice that window over here. That's a weak spot in my armor. Because I'm so focused on all this other stuff, and right. he comes in, takes a quick scene. Oh man, there's you know, hey, you oh yeah, I do need to take care of that. Not that I didn't know to take care of it; I just didn't see it. Right, which is a big part of what you do. Yeah. It's a huge part of what we do, um, and, and that's one of the things that we tell organizations when I walk in is, I am not here to tell you how to do your job. Yeah, don't get offended. That's not my role. Right, I I don't know. You know, if I'm going into a manufacturing plant that makes widgets, I don't know how to make widgets. Sure. You make widgets. You're sure. doing that. That's your that's your professional world. I don't know how to do that. And so you are the experts in that. What I know how to do is to make sure that if you have an emergency in this place, that you are prepared to respond to that event and can recover from it quickly. And so I'm going to help you incorporate those principles into what you're an expert in doing. Right. Right. They're not called widgets. They're called little. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take Taft. Little this scrapers. Is what I was, they're little scrapers. They're little about. scrapers, you man. always have to have your guard up. With yeah. Taft. They're yeah. called miniature tools, Randall. Right, yes. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you tell the people, don't, don't – like, for real, I'm, I'm here to tell you something. Right. I'm here, I'm here to show you something. And, hey, as Coach mentioned, it's fresh eyes. Right. It's something I'm a, different. I'm a see. value add. I'm right. But, but there's also that situation, you know, for me with high school players, uh, you know, I do know more about the game than mm-hmm. they do in, in, in many regards. Yeah. And therefore, they need to be open to this. But it's not always that circumstance. It's, Correct. It's, and, and so, you know, to be aware, to be, uh, like you said, coachable, mm-hmm. uh, to accept and to value a outside-in perspective. When I'm right. I'm inside it, I don't get to see everything. Yes, yes. You know, another set of eyes coming in that knows 
knows what to look for is extremely valuable. As we go to break here, Randall, I'm going to set you up for when we come back. Okay. Um, we're going to let you drive. Well, okay. when we come back, I want you to drive. I want you to really educate our audience on what it means to be prepared, and we'll sprinkle in some questions and some thoughts on that. But you're going to be the primary voice in our final episode here because I think the educational piece is huge while also being practical and, dare I say it, fun. Yeah, so we'll try to have fun. We'll come back after the break here on Circle Unbroken with my man, Randall Roby. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795.
Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Perchowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of southern middle tennessee join us help us call us front porch radio delt kennedy thank you for listening this is coach devin simler from columbia central baseball you are listening to 101.7 wkom in columbia tennessee on Circle Unbroken. We know some of you right now might be a little tired. You might be a little sleepy. You might find yourself in the middle of a work-induced lag. Wake up! Wake up! We are here on Circle Unbroken. We are blowing out your speakers. Coach Mike is going to kill me with all the audio we've been dealing with lately. He's like, Taft, what are you doing, man? This is the opposite of good, opposite of professional. But you know what? You're all awake now. You are all awake. And what we want to do at this moment Now, some is, of us can't hear anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what he say? And we want to welcome back our special guest, Randall Roby from Icanos Emergency Management. Hey, thanks, Taft. As I promised before the break, we're going to turn the keys over to you. Uh, we're turning them over to the emergency uh, preparedness uh, professional, and we want to turn it over to you, Randall, and we would love for you to just wax elegant, to just give us – and education on what it means to be prepared, man. Any form or fashion. All right. So I want to I want to just take this from the individual uh, that's listening to to consider this. Uh, whatever your role is, uh, your your dad, your mom, uh, your kid in the back seat of the car, uh, you are the the president of the company, or you are 
laborer or you or whatever your role is, this is universally applicable. And, and so that's the idea is no matter what your role is, this is what every single one of us as a citizen has a, a responsibility uh, to do. First and foremost is to know what could possibly happen. What could possibly happen in my circle? What, what could impact my circle? If that's car accident, if that's a fire at home or fire at work or, or emergency at the facility or whatever the case may be, know, know the different things that could happen and take a few minutes to consider what's the most likely to occur and what's going to have the worst impact if it does occur. And, and so from that, I'm going to get the top three to five things that, that could impact me on any given day. And, and so I'm, if, I'm, if I'm going to give one away that, that we're going to focus on, let's just talk about a motor vehicle accident. Uh, we have a car wreck. Uh, impacts us in a lot of different ways as a family, right? So we have the injury that's injury potential that's there we have now the loss of the vehicle uh, and so now we've got the logistics issues and all those kind of things that come with it so understand the different types of emergencies that could happen and what is the most likely and what's going to have the most impact and, and come up with the top three to five uh, and that's what we're going to going to focus our efforts on then from there we're going to start saying if one of those events were to occur what am I going to have to do how, how am I going to have to react to that? What Just start thinking about it. Brainstorm that. There's not a wrong answer here. Consider what would happen if you get a call from the wife and she says she's been involved in a car accident on the way home. How does that impact your rest of your afternoon? Mm. What phone calls have you got to make? Uh, what arrangements have you got to make? So you start writing these things down. These are things that have to be done. Before you get finished with that, what you've now created is the outline of the beginnings of your family emergency plan. Now we've identified our most likely hazards. We know how we're going to respond to those if something were to occur. And some people are afraid that if they do that, that they're, they're making it happen. Right. Are I you that it. powerful? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, are you that ahead. powerful? Yeah. yeah. No, thanks. But I, what I am going to do is I'm going to be ready for it if it mm -hmm. does happen. Mm -hmm. I, I'm thinking about it before it comes. And so I start to put those those things to paper because what that does is it starts to organize your thoughts. And when my thoughts are organized and I've got them down on paper and I'm starting to capture that, when that event does occur, all the way back to what we were talking about in the beginning of, uh, of, of this show, now the event's happening. I've thought about this. This is not something that's new to me. This is not something that I'm going to be overwhelmed by. I've thought about what I'm supposed to do in this situation. And so now I'm reacting based on what I've thought about and what I've prepared. So I'm going to think about the things that can occur. I'm going to start to, to write out how I would respond to those things. That's building a plan. Now the next thing I need, what tools am I going to need available to me to be able to respond to these various events? And, and that doesn't necessarily have to be a physical tool. So it doesn't have to be a first aid kit. That's an important one. doesn't have to be. Um, what I'm also talking about is psychologically, what tools have I got to have? Uh, what what tools have I got to have to be able to deal with this uh, psychologically when the event does occur? How am I going to talk to the kids 
uh, about what's occurring and, and, and making sure that they understand their world's now been turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever the situation is, how do I process that? And so we start to think about the the psychological impact of that disaster or that emergency on our family or on me as an individual and how I would process that. Um, That's part of our kit building. And so I'm also going to think about the physical tools that I need. Uh, I do need the first aid kits. Uh, I, I need to know. Uh, I need a list of the phone numbers that are critical, uh, of critical information around the home. I need to know about bank account information. I need to know, um, you know, social security numbers and, and insurance information and prescriptions and all this kind of stuff. I'm writing all that stuff down now while it's calm so that I'm not having to try to find all of that. Because, you know, this is all stuff that, Taft, I know you well enough to know that your wife is the one who handles 90% of this. Right. So it, actually, that, that may that's be, a low number. Yeah, that's pretty She's, low. Yeah, it's probably more like 99.5% sure. of this. Yeah. And so if something were to, you know, happen to her, and now it's Taft's responsibility right. to, to, to look after these various things and know who the kids' doctors are and to know the prescriptions that the kids have and, and heard all of these that. kind of things. Right? I've heard of this. These, I know these words. And, <laughs> and you know, sure. that's all stuff now that's your responsibility. Right. If you've thought about that in advance and you've written this stuff out and you have it centrally located, have it where you can now access it, you're ready to respond to that. Building that kit is part of it. The next thing is making sure that everybody in the family knows we've done this. Right. We've done this. We've thought about the things that could happen to us as a family. We've thought about the things that could impact us. We've thought about the impact that that's going to have on you kids. We've thought about the impact that's going to have on us as a household. We, we've thought about these things. And here's what we're going to do. And you start to, to have that family communication that, that revolves around that. The next thing is building a communication plan. And, and what I mean by that is we have all become so used to that we're, we're attached to our devices, right? We've got our phone with us, and so I can just text, and, and I'll get a hold of, of whomever. Or I'll pick up the phone and call, and, and I'm going to get an answer. Well, the idea here is I'm going to actually write those numbers down so that if my phone's not working and I get somebody else's phone um, because, you know, my battery died or, or whatever, I'm borrowing somebody's phone or mine was lost or, or whatever the case may be, I have those numbers written where I can make phone calls. The other is having those out-of-state or out-of-the-region contacts so that I can reach out to somebody who's not impacted by the disaster if it's a tornado or something that's occurred. We all have that central contact out of town that we can reach to if we got separated. So having that family communication plan is is absolutely a, a critical piece. The next thing is how our home itself is going to be prepared. And so now that we've talked about this as a family, we've talked about the things that are going to happen or that could happen to us. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to communicate. How do we protect our home? Mm. What do we need to do around our home to make it safer, to make it more secure? Uh, Have we checked our smoke detectors lately? Do we have a carbon monoxide detector? You know, all these kind of things. Do we have those things in place? Where's our fire extinguishers? Do we know how to get out of the house? Where do we meet? If our house were to catch on fire, where do we meet outside? You know, what tree do we gather under? What neighbor's house do we go to? And everybody knows this stuff going into it so that we're ready for that when it comes. From there, you're looking at, let's practice. Mm. 
let's practice this. Right. Let's practice what would happen if the house caught on fire. And this practice might not be fun, but dying's not fun. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> and you can make this fun though. Tell it. Tell it. You can make this a fun thing. We're we're gonna have a we're gonna have a challenge. Mm. Which one of you kids can get out of the house Speaking fastest? Speaking my language. Yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna this is a race. Who can get out of the house faster? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you left and your not, brother, right? And not, and not use and, the front door. Well, yeah, right, without right. right, this door's off limits now. Right. You can't go this way. How are you going to get out? And how fast can you do right. it? And, and you start to do that with obstacles, and you show the kids then to find multiple ways out of the house. Yeah, and and it's hey, who can uh, who can remember this? You know, who can remember this number? Uh, or who can tell me where to find? This piece of information. That's so cool. Where do I find our list of prescriptions? Uh, you know, we tell people, uh, one of the things we encourage people to do is is all of that medical information. You write that stuff, stuff it in, in uh, a, a zip-top bag and tape it inside your refrigerator. Uh, you know, the idea, even if the house were to catch you on fire, the refrigerator, a lot of times the inside of it's going to stay. Uh, even if the house is destroyed, all these kind of things, you still got some medical information. And if I come in as a medic walking into the house, I can open that, and right there it is. You right. can tell me here's all of our information about prescriptions and all this other kind of stuff. Who can find that information the fastest? All these kind of things become games that you can play with your kids to to, to better prepare yourselves as a family. Now, the next thing that happens here, and, and this is one, I'm just going to mention it. I'm going to throw it out there. It's like a thought grenade. I want people to go out and research it on their own. I love it. Is digital preparedness and cybersecurity. Uh it is a huge, huge issue right now with folks getting spammed and, and you're getting the, the spoofed calls where folks are, are faking a phone number sure. and calling you and trying to steal your information and all this kind of stuff. The Indian National Bank has called me four times oh, today yeah. as yeah. regions. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah, it happens regularly, right? It happens all the time. Uh, and, and so knowing that that's a threat that's right. there, talking to your kids about how to get ready for those kind of events and knowing how to protect yourself and protect your devices is a huge one. Okay, But for me, the single biggest thing that any family can do uh, and any individual can do is, like we talked about in the last segment, I want to see effort mm-hmm. and coachability. Research. Find out what could happen around your community, what could happen in your neighborhood. Talk to your local sheriff's office. Talk to your police department about what you need to do to protect. What's the crime like in your community? Find that information out and, and think about things that you can do to prevent or lessen the impact of those events and then how to get ready for them if they were to occur. But a family has got to talk. Right. You've you got to talk about emergencies and disasters and safety and preparedness. Talking about it is absolutely critical. Treat people like they're assets. Be an asset yourself and not a liability. Do what you can do. And here's the biggest deal. When we look around, here's what I've taken away from today. Be prepared. Be prepared for what could happen and one thing I love about the versatility of the services that you offer, again, this is Randall Roby. Glad he's been here with us. I can't host emergency management. What I'm hearing, though, is this. You can be as small as a single-unit family all the way up to a big organization that employs a 1,000 people. You've got to be prepared. Got to be. And while your service is so specific, it's also so broad in the sense of you will do specific work and specific plans for 
the soccer mom who wants to make sure that her family's intact all the way up to the the Fortune 500 company. Correct, the right. person that cares about safety on right. that level. Yeah. All right, this is my man Randall Roby giving us an education master level class on being prepared. We love our Circle Unbroken audience. You can go back to sleep. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that.